You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Uh, how many of you like used shoes? You don't mind wearing used shoes? That's not a lot of people. That's not a lot of people. Uh, what I'd probably what I'd like to see happen today is like everybody take their shoes off, and then I want you to sniff the person next to you. I'm kidding, by the way. I'm kidding. Now let me. Let me uh, you know, I like these are my shoes, right? Y'all know that because you know if y'all seen these things. This is like Fourth of July, you know, Veterans Day. If you see the stars, we're celebrating something. That makes sense. This means I don't know what I'm doing uh, when it comes to matching stuff. I just throw it on and hope for the best, and they don't like that for some reason, that kind of thing. These are low-top Converse. Do y'all know what? Y'all know them? These were, listen, if I, tell when I, if I tell you when I got these, you'll know how old I am, so I'm not going to say anymore. But when I was playing basketball, we, we had like plastic bottom shoes. Y'all know what I'm saying? So they came out with these rubber soles, and Converse did, and it was the bomb. It was it, you know. You wasn't sliding around anymore. And then we kept turning our ankles, and then they came out with these things called the high top. And so, but it was a little hard to go from here to here because it wasn't cool. You understand what I'm talking about? So you had to, so now, and now we went high top cool, and now they went back to low top cool. Does that make sense? And then, do you know what I found out? You can't, like, when you wear these shoes, you can't have a bend in your shoes because it's not, Politically, I told my wife I wouldn't say that. It's not correct to have a bend in your shoes. Okay, that kind of thing. So I don't know if you would be willing to wear somebody else's shoes. I'm just going to put them here. Uh, if you want to come sniff, that's up to you, kind of thing. Uh, smells like roses to me. I think it's okay to smell your own shoes. It's the other people's shoes that's the problem. Is that correct? Now, Craig is here. Uh, he's one of our staff members, and Craig has these great, I mean, I, you can't, you're not going to be able to see him. People watching the line, you're not going to be able to see it. But every week, he comes in with these nice shoes on. Like, I mean, like, nice shoes. And I take pictures of them. No lie, I do. I take pictures of them, because I think maybe I'll get that. That's what I want to do. But the problem with me is, I like old shoes that are comfortable, because as you get older, you just want to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You don't really care. Sweatpants, you know. You, know, you actually used to care, remember? And now it's just old shoes. And what's sad for me is I wear the same pair of shoes almost every day uh, because they're comfortable. And they're a little dirty, and I don't care. And then when I get through with them, I go get some more at Walmart. I mean, they're like, I'm killing you right now. Some of you are like, this is not acceptable. And this morning I came out, and my daughter saw me, and she said, well, you look fine today. <laughs> she said, this is all right today. I'm like, okay, because the other times, I'm not as good. You know, it's, a lot of it is to do with the shoes. She hates my, I have these blue shoes, bright blue shoes. They're brighter than that. No, maybe something similar to that. I'm wearing with everything, doesn't matter if it matches, but she don't like it. I'm just saying, what would, you know, would you be willing to wear somebody else's shoes? Forrest Gump quote, you ready for this? I love Forrest Gump. I'm not even going to try it. I'm not even going to try, because if I try, I will mess up. But he said, my mama always said you can tell a lot about a person by their shoes. Is that true? Maybe. Uh, 
And he says, where they are going and where they've been. So let's ask the question, how many pairs of shoes do we really have? You want to go there? Because I looked it up. In America, we have a lot of shoes. Did you know that? Okay, let's start with the men. Because the men are thinking, I don't have that many shoes. Let's just go there. On the average, you have 12 pairs of shoes. 12 pair. Now, this doesn't mean we're going to wear them. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Does it, 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 they look good. We're just going to buy them. And I have, like, I have shoes sitting around just waiting in case I need that. Like, it's, like I have mud shoes. Do y'all have this kind of thing? I have mud shoes. I have grass-cutting shoes. Um, you know, and then I have... Now, all these shoes like this, they are Sunday shoes. Do you understand? I do not... They're all back there. I never wear them except on Sunday. That's the truth. So these are all my Sunday shoes. Do y'all have Sunday shoes? I don't know. But anyway... Everybody has shoes, and you want what the women have? Get ready. Y'all want to start with 100 or work our way down, down this way? Okay, let's start. You have an average of 30 pairs of shoes. And you know what, what was really cool about that? It wasn't that much of a surprise. It wasn't like, oh, well, that's pretty good, you know? And here's the other thing. Most of you, right now, you go in your closet, and there's shoes in there with tags on them, and you haven't worn them yet. And that is the American way. That's what we do. We have shoes in case of something. We don't ever know when we're going to need it. I had a pastor two weeks ago. I had a wedding. I keep saying two weeks ago, but I'm not even sure what day it is. So, but it, well, I had a wedding on a weekend, maybe last weekend. And he said he went off to and did a wedding in Charleston, South Carolina, and he took the wrong shoes. He took two left feet. Now, I'm trying to figure out, you have, here's my thought. You have two pairs of shoes that are exactly the same. Do you do that? Who does that? So he, had, he, was standing, he said, I was standing like this the whole time. I was walking like this. He said, nobody figured it out until we started taking pictures. I said, okay, kind of cool. But that, you know, let, let's do this. Uh, we mostly live our life in our own shoes. You see what I'm saying? We see things from our perspective in our shoes and we really never see it from other guys' shoes, other girls' shoes. We never think about it. Because what you will say, and this is what's interesting about this, is that we will say, well, if it was me, I would do it this way. If I were in their shoes, this is how I would do it. Now, really, is that really how you would do it? Because you don't know because you haven't been in their shoes. You don't really know how that's going to work. You don't know how the pain that they're going through, how that looks on their side. You only see certain things. You see, and we make this assumption that other people, you know, I could do it better than what they're doing. And they're saying the same thing about you. It's just the way it works. So we live our life based on and our perspective out of our shoes. Now, what we're going to do when it calls, talked about in your shoes, we're going we're to take this one person, it's called, his name is Jesus Christ, and we're going to take him and we're going to use him and let us show us what we're supposed to be doing. Because he did really good with this. He was really, I mean, he did really well with what this thing was we call shoes. Now, let me, give you a, let me give you something to think about. So when did God know, watch this, when did God know what it was like to walk in your shoes? You ever thought about that? When, when did he know what it was like to be you? Now, that's a good question, is it not? That's a pretty good question because we have to figure that out because that was the whole point. You know, that's, that's the point trying to, when you pray, you say, God, help me or God, do this. God, you want to know that he knows you. 
And he want, you want to know that he knows your pain. He want, you want to know that he knows what you're going through and where you're walking and what's happening. So when did he figure that out? When did God walk in our shoes? We're going to talk about that in a minute. And we're going to talk about some old shoes and some new shoes because this whole thing was interesting when it came down to Jesus Christ. It is, now, let's think about this. It is easy to love. It's easy to like and love Jesus. Would you, you agree with that? Pretty good, you, you know. I don't know about the followers, people who follow him. I'm not sure if they're as easy to like and love uh, <laughs> because they're not wearing your shoes, remember? They're in other shoes, and sometimes the other shoes stink, and you don't want to be around them. The problem is, do you know that my shoes stink, but not to me? <laughs> Did you know that? They don't stink to me, but they stink to you. And so this is something we have to think about. So when, when did God walk in our shoes? So we take Jesus Christ. This is interesting because he's easy to like. He's easy to love. We got all that. Even other religions acknowledge who Jesus was. You know, Islam acknowledges the greatest prophet. Baha religion, he was God and manifested on earth. Everybody, and he's in the who, who, who's who of religion and religious leaders. He's the guy. So we're going to take this and try to figure out what we can learn from what he did. Now, this is going to be fun because he's going to introduce to us new shoes. Because I've been living in old shoes, especially back where he was in that day. They were living in old shoes. So he's going to put on some new shoes. And then he's going to ask us to wear those shoes. It's different than what you think it is. As we get into this, you will see. So we know that Jesus, why was he so loved and liked? Well, he was, a, you know, he was a lot of fun, believe it or not. Jesus was a lot of fun. That's why people love to hang around him. There was so much going on around him. You know, you know miracles are going to happen. So he goes to a wedding. They run out of wine. So he turns the water into wine, and they say it was the best wedding ever. So Jesus was invited to all weddings now. He was just a lot of fun. He just did those kind of things. He was very helpful. If you needed, if you needed food, he could feed 5,000 quickly. I mean, he was just like very helpful. And then if you were sick, he would take care of that. You didn't need health care. He had him. So here we are. You're sick. You can't walk. You can't see. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. You know, I'll fix it. All that would work. And he was also a funeral director. This was fun. Can you imagine Jesus being a funeral director at one of your relatives' funerals? Because what always happened when he was at a funeral, somebody always came back from the dead. He was always invited. Do you understand how this was? So what's happening now? The disciples are watching this. This is so cool. The disciples are watching this. They're paying attention to Jesus because people really like him and they really love him. He's easy to love. And they're watching what he's doing. Because, they're, because the disciples, I'll tell you this. They're wearing old shoes, and they don't know it yet. So Jesus is going to do something a little different. Again, when, when did God walk in your shoes? How does he know who I am? How does he know how I feel? That's going to be the question. So he's going to ask these disciples very soon to walk in the new shoes. But let's figure out the old shoes first. Let's do that. Let's look. We call it the golden rule. This came out of Leviticus and so this is what everybody was in. This is the, called the golden rule. Everybody was following it. This is what was happening with the Jews, everything. Uh, it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people. Watch this. This is, this is the old shoes. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. 
So what he's saying is a couple of things in here that the Jews could not figure out that Jesus was about to change is that their neighbor was a problem, you know, because what they thought their neighbor was, was people like them. You see how that worked? Well, I can, my neighbor's the Jews. My neighbor's the Jews, and I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. The other problem with that is, uh, what if you don't like yourself? I mean, do you like get up on Monday morning like, I am not going to love anybody like myself today because they would not like me. So there was a little problem with these old shoes, but this is what everybody was living by. This is what was happening. This was what was taking place, except when Jesus came along. Now, this is going to change real quick. It's going to change real quick. He's going to go from old shoes to new shoes and how we're going to get there. Now, the disciples have been watching this happen over and over again. They've been watching it. So they get to this place called the upper room. And before you get to the upper room, they even ask Jesus this question. So what's, what's the greatest commandment? What are they? It's love God with all your heart. Love people like yourself, right? That's what he said. He said that in the New Testament. But then everything is about to change. The disciples have been watching this. They've been watching all this happen. They've been watching Jesus do what he does. And they love Jesus and they want to be like Jesus. And he's going to tell them, he's going to ask them in just a few minutes, I want you to wear new shoes. So they get in this place, and we're going to talk more about this in Easter, but they get to this place they call the upper room. So he's sitting in the upper room with the disciples. He's beginning to tell everybody what's going to happen. This is it, you know. This is the place. This is the last time they're going to be together like this. It's going to happen. It's where the Lord's Supper, we call the Lord's Supper. If you don't know what that is, that's called communion. You've heard of that. Uh, all that is happening he said, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body broken. This is my blood shed for you. All this is going to happen. And the disciples are in old shoes and they are clueless. They are completely clueless. As much as they have been around him, they're completely clueless. So he's got to have, there's something that's about to happen and this whole new commandment's coming, ladies and gentlemen. We've been living in old shoes. I want you to love your neighbors, yourself. We're going to change that. This is going to be really good because this is brand new stuff. This is new shoes about to come out. Brand new pair of Nike high tops are coming out on the table. It's about to happen. So he said, I want you, I want you to do this. And here's what he said. This was so cool. Here's the new shoes. Watch this. I want you to miss this. He says, a new command I give you. He says, to love one another. Remember, we already heard about that part, right? We already love one another. Of course, we don't know who the neighbor is, but we're going to fix that. Love one another as I have loved you. This is what he said. These are the new shoes, so you must love one another. I'm not asking you to love your neighbor as yourself. I'm asking you to love your neighbor like I love you. You're going to love now like I love. I want you to put on these shoes. I want you to take off the old shoes and put on the new shoes, and you're going to walk in my shoes. Now, we all talk about that, though. We talk about, we want to walk in in, in the shoes of Jesus Christ. We want to think like him, be like him. But I want to know when he walked in mine. That's what I want to know. If I'm going to believe in God and I'm going to pray to God, I got to know you know what I know. I got to know you feel what I feel and you see what I see. You know my pain. You know all these things. And let me tell you right this moment, this moment, that has not happened. He has not walked in our shoes yet, but he's getting ready. 
He's getting ready to. But first, he told the disciples, you need to do this. I don't, you listen, everybody's your neighbor. You're gonna love them all. You're gonna love your everybody. And you're not gonna love them like you love. You're gonna love them like I love. And you have seen this. You've watched me walk. You've seen all the things I have done. And you're gonna love like I love. This is what he was, he was, the game is changing. This is what the next is, is the new shoes that we're gonna love the way that I love and I love people and everybody's gonna be your neighbor. And that's what he told them. This is interesting. Uh, loving Jesus is easier than loving like Jesus. Is that not true? I just love, you know, I just love, let's just love God and just forget the people. Don't you just want to do that so I just forget the people? There's a problem with that since that's not what he told us to do. <laughs> so you want to be like Jesus? Well, you're going to have to love people you don't like. Really? Yeah, that's the new shoes. I got to love people I don't like. Yeah. Really? Oh, we're going to go further than that. See, the disciples were thinking what you're thinking. Well, I, can, I think I can, I can love like that. You know, I can walk in those new high tops. I can do that. I can love like Jesus did. But we're going to go a little further than that. Oh, this is going to be exhausting for the disciples in just a minute because they're going to like figure, what is this? So again, he, he still hasn't walked in my shoes. He hasn't walked in your shoes yet. So how's he going to help me if he, don't know, if he don't know me? It's about to happen, though. It's about to happen. So it's easier to love Jesus than it is to love people. And there's a problem. Let me tell you why. Because of those people. Those people cause the problem. If you notice that, it's those people. Do you have those people? You know who those people are. Do you have a, is there, are they clicking in your head right now? Are they just running right through? That kind of thing. See, you know, well, this would be real. I could love like Jesus one for those people. I get it. Aren't you glad you don't have to love like yourself anymore? Because you'd never love those people, would you? You would blow their house up. That's what you would do. And now here we are thinking, oh, I got to love like God. Oh, well, I got to love people I don't like. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to do it. You just do it like he does it. In the power that he does it, that's how you love. Well, it's going to take God. Well, it sure will because of those people. Those are the people who write checks in the line at Ingalls. <laughs> do you know that? Those are those people. Those are those people that come to a four-way stop and you think, What happened? You know, I moved just, you know. Uh. And so you, those are those people that won't move. And then those people who tailgate you for no reason. You're only two people on the road. Have you ever noticed that? They're like right on you. Like, that's those people. Have you figured out who your people are? Who your people are? <laughs> you're going to put on those shoes. Uh, the group of people that is nearly impossible to love. That's who your, those people are for you. Uh, these are people you work with. Ding dong, you already got that one, okay? Uh, so this is messing up stuff, though, because Jesus put, told us to put on these new shoes, and this is messing up the disciples, but they still haven't gotten to the part yet where it's really going to be rough. See, I'm just giving you a, like, okay, this is hard enough. Your new shoes is love like God. So what, am I supposed to be nice? You know, <laughs> am I supposed to be nice to these people? Am I supposed to pray for these people? Well, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Oh, it's even, it's so, it's much deeper than that. That's what the disciples, they were thinking in their mind. I think I can do this. Not yet. 
you can't do it. You know, Jesus had those people, right? Jesus had those people. And so you have to think for a moment, who are those people for you? Now, I'm going to tell you whose people, the people, those people were for Jesus. Do you know that Jesus Christ had those people? Oh, do you know what? This is why we're not God, because we would blow them up. We would take everybody we did not like out. Imagine how many people would be left. Not a lot. So he said, I, want you to, I don't want you to love like you love now because that's not working. Did you know that wasn't working? Because now the Jews, it wasn't working because they were only going to love Jews. Do you know? <laughs> and you're, you're called a Gentile. You're not a Jew. Jew. So now you have, nobody loves you. <laughs> that's what happened. And then he changed the shoes and said, no, you've got to love them too. And it's like, what? Really? Yeah. But we're not we're gonna go further than just uh, love. We're gonna do something else. This is the part they don't like. Oh, yeah, by the way, he still hasn't walked in my shoes. Not yet, but he's getting there. So let's take a, let's talk about this. The religious elite were those people for Jesus. The religious, so he shows up on the scene. Everybody's walking in, and watch this, everybody's walking in the old shoes. So it's only the Jews that matter. And then they have this religious thing that's taking place. So now they have this religious stuff happening. And the religious people were not happy with Jesus Christ because he was going to come in and he was going to take away everything that they did. They're going to take away our status. You're going to take away our, our, our money. Every, you're going to take it all away. We don't want that. We have to find a way to get rid of him. That's what they're thinking. This is the religious elite. Now, now, Jesus didn't help his cause with this statement, okay? Didn't help it. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. So he's calling everybody out. He said, uh, you hypocrites, this is a, uh, you're like the whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, you're full of bones of the dead and everything unclean, period. Any questions how I feel about you? Any questions? This is really interesting. I mean, he really was, you, you know, there's a problem. He's got new, you know, Jesus is the new shoes and he's walking in these new shoes. He's showing us how to walk in these shoes and he's got to figure out a way to walk in our shoes. Remember? He's got to, got to get there. Got to figure it out. So here we are. They're mad. They, he's called everybody out. So they're going to, they're going to have a meeting. They're going to have a meeting. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest whose name was Caiaphas. And they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him, but not, not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. Have we, have we not seen riots lately? This is a really interesting situation we find ourselves in where we are right now because we have created, watch this, there are so many of those people now. Did you notice that? There's so many, there could be, those people could be a lifestyle that you don't like. That could be those people. Or there could be like a political party. Maybe you don't like Republicans. Maybe you don't like Democrats. Maybe you don't, there's, what it, I mean, there's all of a sudden we are, we're creating those people. And we all have those. Jesus had them too. Jesus had some, these people here. They're, they're, I don't know if anybody's after you, but they're trying to kill him. These, these people were serious about getting rid of Jesus Christ. And so they're going to have a meeting and try to figure it out. They won't do it as quiet as possible because they're afraid that people are going to rise up. They're going to rise up. What are we going to do now? Have a riot? 
cause a problem. We just need him away from us. You know, the problem was with Jesus, there was nothing they could find on him, and that was a problem. But that don't seem to be a problem today, does it? We just make it up. Is that what we do? We just kind of make it up. If you don't like it, we just make it up. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence. This is nothing new that is happening. There's nothing new under the sun against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any. Though many false witnesses came forward. Everybody was saying, everybody was jumping in. But they had no evidence to prove what they were saying. They were trying to find something. They have to find something. We have to, we have to get rid of this guy. So this is what was happening. So false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, this fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. So what we got now is that he's going to tear down the temple uh, and rebuild it in three days, which made no sense to anybody hearing those words. Do you understand that? This is just totally like, but we, we got something. We got something. And so that's what they did. They said, well, we got, we got this. Now, this is the people, this is those people, remember? Those people that are after Jesus. This is the ones he had to deal with. But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand the name of the living God. Tell us uh, if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. I need to know, I want you to incriminate yourself. I need you to do it. We've heard the words. We've heard all the things. Now, listen very carefully. We still haven't, God still hasn't walked in our shoes yet. Still hasn't gone there. Do you know at this moment in time, in this, where we are in this story and what's coming in Easter, before all of that, where we are in this moment and in time is that he, has ne- he does not know how you feel. He does not know separation. He does not know pain. He does not know sin. He does not know what you experience. He sees it, but he doesn't know it. They've never known it, but he's got to go there. He's got to go there for you and for me. So he's got to go there. So let's seal the deal. He didn't say anything. Just let him talk. There's nothing against me. And he also told me, he said, you don't have nothing to do with this. My dad has everything to do with this. We've been planning this for a long time, and now we're here. Why? I got to know what it's like to be in your shoes. I have to know. That's what he was saying. And Jesus replied, you've said it. In the future, we'll see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming in the clouds of heaven. You know what he just said? This is over. This is over. This is done. And from there, he goes to the cross. We'll talk a lot about that at Easter and the Lord's Supper and communion, all the things that went on putting on these new shoes. See, now all of a sudden, here's what happened. We'll we'll get to the good stuff in just a minute, but the disciples were thinking, I can do this. And then he went to the cross. He went to the cross and he said something so interesting. Many sayings from the cross, but this was one that you need to know about the shoes and about those people. So he gets to the cross and he says, Father, forgive those people. You're messing up. Wait, what? Father, forgive those people for they know not what they do. 
Then it clicked with the disciples. I just can't love like Jesus. I have to die like Jesus. And I have to be willing to die for you. This changed the whole thing. This changed the whole thing. The shoes mean something new now. It isn't that I'm just gonna try to love you like Jesus loved you. I mean, I'd be willing to die for you in order for you to find God. That's what I'm gonna be doing. They understood. So he goes to the cross, and what happened? He's, it's time now to walk in your shoes. It's time. They had never known sin. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, they didn't know what sin, here's what they know. They know what it does, because they've seen you. You see what happened? They saw, they saw you, and they saw me. This is what sin does. But I have never, I didn't know it. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it's like to be separated from God. You do. He did not. But he's about to find out. So it's time to walk in your shoes. I will know what sin feels like. Not only, listen to this, not only your sin, but I'm gonna take everybody's sin. Put it all on me. I want to know what that feels like. Then he looks up toward heaven and says, my God, why have you left me? How many times have we said that? You ever thought about that? How many times have we said, where are you? He had to walk in our shoes. He had to love us so much that he's willing to take the pain that he'd never experienced, the sin he'd never experienced, and the separation from his father, they had never, ever been separated. And he did every bit of that so he would know you. That's what he did. That's what's so beautiful about this whole thing. For the first time, God was going to walk in your shoes. So when you hear, God knows me, God knows my pain, God knows my separation, God knows where I am, he surely knows this. That's the most beautiful love story there is. It's the most beautiful love story. And he's telling the disciples, you need to put these shoes on. That's what we, he's telling you to put the shoes on. Look, you, everybody has those people, but God loves those people. Do you love those people? You willing to die for those people? This is what the new shoes look like. That's what it was. You had to realize the first time God was gonna walk in our shoes. God moved from a place of sympathy to a place of empathy. You fall into a well. I'm almost done. You fall into a well, and you're down in the hole, and sympathy is this, I'll throw you a line to pull you out. Empathy is like this, I'll climb in there with you, and I'll go all the way to the bottom, and I will stay with you until we get out. And so God went from throwing a line to giving us everything we could possibly want when it comes to a Savior. He moved right in with us, and he's always been with us. And this is the difference. God knows your pain. God knows where you are. He knows all of that. And if somebody watching online, listen, you say, where's God? He knows exactly where you are. He said, I don't feel him. Jesus knows exactly where you are. That's what's the most beautiful love story there is. Most beautiful thing. I, I did something. I don't know if y'all do this. I take a verse like John 34, 13, 34, and 35, the new command, the new shoes. So I take that, and what I do is I kind of write out what it tells me. So here's what I get from, here's, here's my thought from the verse. <clears throat> 
It says, listen to this new thing. Walk in someone else's shoes, fully understand their pain and their life, and then you will be able to love them the way God loves you. So if you want to know what somebody's going through, then walk in their shoes. That's what he's asking. You have to love those people. That's different. Not the way you love, though, but the way he loves. I am so glad that I have a Savior that knows where I am. And you should be so thankful for that. He knows how I feel. He knows my pain. He knows where I am. He knows when you're mad. He does. He knows about those people. He does. And even from the cross, he forgave them. It will all take a God moment in your life to love some people. And you know it. But those are the new shoes that we're going to be walking in from this point on. It's not about loving like you. It's loving like him. That's what we're talking about. Y'all stand with me. I know people watching online. I don't, I'll tell all everybody, I don't know who those people are in your life, but you're gonna have to find a way. The idea is to get them to God. That's the whole idea. And it really is, it's very difficult because they're hard to love. And I don't, and don't let the, the, where we are in our environment and the world and everything that's going on, don't let those people come up because you could pick and choose. All, all of us, we could pick and choose. They're our neighbors. Jesus died for them all. Democrats, Republicans, independents, whatever you think you are or what you're not, he died for all of us. So let's have a word of prayer because we got to learn to walk in new shoes. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the new shoes. Uh, Going to be very hard. Uh, but you showed us how to do it. So I pray, Father, that we'll start praying for those people. And I pray that we will learn to love and love them like you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for watching online. See you all next week. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.